0: Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt.
1: Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Gentlemen, we have got some serious stuff on the table um, and and Miles, I have to tell you. So, folks, you got to understand. Before we go live on the show, we're reviewing some of our text debates. I had a lot of fun, Miles Bauer. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it's it it is
1: sad what we are experiencing here. What we're watching on the national stage yeah. is is unprecedented. And by the way, I think it's culture killing, and but it definitely is taking our Bill of Rights and specifically the First Amendment in a very different direction. And so while you and I have a lot of fun debating each other, folks, you got to picture it via a text. So him and I are both staring at our phone good. Did he really just say that? And Then the other one will raise the stakes. So I tell you yeah, all but,
2: that. But, I mean, Mike, let me ask you a question. When you and I were kids, the big thing was Watergate. Right.
1: Doesn't this make Watergate look like a picnic? It does. This is an outrage compared to that. And I, you, you and I, I don't know if we've ever talked about Watergate on this show. Um, but, but like often happens with Watergate, what took place, I do not put that on Nixon's doorstep. How Nixon handled it was Nixon's downfall. Yeah, um, is how I is how I view that. But what and and by the way folks, just so you know the reason I started out talking about Miles and I texting back and forth in kind of a heated but fun debate over what we're witnessing and one of the things Miles Bauer that you said in that exchange. You asked me what you don't support the first amendment and I got to tell you after we finished making fun of each other I went off and did some research, and so I've armed myself, but I've switched sides on that because I think you were correct. What I would ask you to do, though, is tell folks how you were looking at the most recent charges against Trump as a First Amendment issue. Help folks understand what you were getting at, Miles Bauer. Yeah, so the latest indictments brought against Trump basically
2: say that Trump has broken the law by questioning the 2020 election. And again, I, as I've said before in the show, I don't want to relitigate the 2020 election. Right. I just want to make sure that we put things in place to make sure that it never happens again.
1: Oh, man, do I agree with you on that. Listen, I, I got to tell you, though, when I look at the charges... The word misinformation came up, and I, I gotta tell you folks, when I read the First Amendment, keeping in mind Miles is our resident Trump publican. I'm yep. not. I'm not against him, but I'm not a Trump publican like you are, Miles, and I say that respectfully, by the way. But as I, a uh, cruiser, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. Listen, when I when I read what it's charging him. I find it utterly fascinating because, folks, I'm a historian, an amateur historian, but a historian. I'm also an amateur constitutionalist. I think it was the burden, it is the burden of the president to make sure that we've got an election that folks can depend on. And when all of this first spewed over back following November's election of 2020, you and I on this show had a lengthy conversation about if folks can't have faith in the election, then the the republic is dead if folks don't believe that the election is pure. Now, listen, I'm with you. I don't want to relitigate it. You know, we've got three years of history now, and everybody and their brother has pontificated at too much length on the topic. But the truism says that folks have got to have faith in the election process. That's the president of the United States as the chief executive officer. That is specifically his function. Now, beyond that, did I like everything that he said? No, I really didn't, Miles Bauer. On the other hand, the First Amendment isn't designed to protect the stuff I like. It's designed to protect the stuff that is, it, it can be ugly, gross, but the First Amendment protects that specifically about political speech, by the way. So when the president, and by the way, folks, if you're progressive and you're listening, thank you first off for dialing in. We may not agree, but we can respect each other. And here I will tell you on this point, when Biden says things that I think are buffoonery or misinformation, to use that word, man, I don't want to shut him up. I I don't call for someone to silence him. I don't seek to legally prosecute him. I don't employ the cancel culture nonsense against him. And that's everything that we're witnessing except for we're watching our federal bureaucracy be the weapon that's being used. Now, right. Ludwig, you watched the debate between Miles and I, folks. you got to picture it. So it's a three-ring text thing we've got that we use largely to communicate show notes on. Now, with that, Lud... So I tell you that part so everyone knows that you followed this chain of conversation to get us to this moment. What say you on this topic, Ludwig?
0: Well, first of all, it was great to eat the Orville Redenbacher while watching your guys' communication.
1: You and say it was a popcorn? It was
0: very entertaining.
1: <laughs> I, I, listen, I had fun.
0: But when I think of this stuff, there's a, there's a pretty popular quote. Those who vote decide nothing. Those who count the votes decide everything.
1: Was that Stalin or Lenin? It was remember. Stalin.
0: Yeah. And I know when this was all going on, we talked about it pre-election, that the Secretary of State's around the country and the courts were making it already create questions into our election before we even voted
1: with well, the
0: mail-in ballots, the drop-in ballots, the same-day registrations, right, and all these, the extension of voting.
1: So we we we've went from election day to election month, et cetera. Yeah.
0: and. Okay. It goes along with Miles' point, if you don't believe the results, then the, the election means nothing. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton and Trump were, were debating? Sure. And they said, will you accept the results? Right. And they rioted Trump because he's like, no. Right. <laughs> no, I won't. I
1: want to examine them.
0: I want to make sure they're right. Right. And then they were on uh, Hillary's plane and she's like, oh, he's so crazy. And then what happened right after the election when Trump won? What did she do?
1: She did the same thing that they're accusing him of. She challenged
0: Michigan. And she said the same thing. And if you remember, Michigan, Wayne County's votes came to the recount unsealed. Right. And they had to cancel all the the recount in Michigan.
1: But I got to tell you on that point, and you're not, folks, you're never going to hear me defend the election process in Wayne County. It is historically bad. They've had issues in Wayne County since Miles, since you and I were young teenagers. I remember Coleman Young, the former mayor. Everything around that fella in his administration was an absolute illicit clown show. It just was, sorry, I was there. I watched it. <laughs> it was it filled our news every night and that was regular news. I the problem that I have with some of it is that for instance, and I wasn't there. And I have people that were there that will get angry when I say what I'm going to say. But I watched where you all of a sudden had the, the big, gigantic truckload of ballots show up at 3 a.m. That was edited. And I can tell you, I don't know what the truth is, but I know when both sides try to murky up the waters, oh. try to muddy them up, it makes regular folks say, wow, what, what a... I can't say it on the air. What Pr- a show. Prior
0: to Trump, have you guys ever seen in a debate them actually ask the candidate whether they would accept the results? No.
1: I don't. Do you ever remember that Miles Bauer? I don't remember it. I don't. Huh? They threw
0: doubt in in 16 and since 16 there's been major doubt.
1: Keeping in mind 2016, it's on the show notes today. Hillary Hillary had super delegates. Mm-hmm. Now at least Michigan's Republican Party has what effectively equals superdelegates. So it's a fascinating world we're living in. Listen, folks, we've got a whole bunch more. We are just getting the can open. Give us about, oh, just a couple moments, and we will be right back. (music) All right, Miles Bauer, listen, before we change gears, I can't help myself. I got to go there. So DeSantis blasted by critics. Trump world over indictment response. Not a wartime conservative was one of the quotes. Folks, that's a headline from Fox News. Miles Bauer, did DeSantis not say the correct things? Well, you know, I don't know who's giving him
2: advice, but he, I mean, I... I certainly re- respect his um, ability to not stir up the soup with Trump and, and get into a word, word war. Well, I think that's what he's trying to do. Um, but but, but on, on, on the other hand, I don't know that he's
1: making big gains. I, I don't think he is. I agree with that part. Um, but I would also submit to you, this is where you'll disagree with me, I guess. Yep. I'm thinking, is that the grassroots on the right that are Trump publicans, they don't want to hear anything but what they want to hear, period. And and so my my little sub note on that article title, and I write and so I ask, what does justice look like? Because what he basically said is that if he becomes the president, he wants to make sure that the system never allows what he's witnessing to take place again. The Trump publicans were upset because he didn't say he didn't add and I'll parole or pardon him. He's already said said that though. He has said it, but they still and, went off.
2: And I I and just the same way is, as as um, I was not surprised. Trump could not drain the
1: swamp. I don't believe DeSantis is going to be able to either. I agree with that part. I agree with both. And by the way, folks, just to be clear, while I keep saying I'm, I am not a Trump publican, I'm not against him as far as who I'm going to endorse or support, we're a long way from Mike Hewitt taking a position in this. I am just not there yet. But I sit and I think about the actual concept concept of saying I'll pardon. It, I, listen, I don't agree with the charges. At least these last four, I think they're nonsensical. They're, they, to your point, Miles. They're against the First Amendment, so they pretend that that is not they're not, not enshrined in our Bill of Rights. Um, on the other hand, before if I were a president, before I made a decision about pardoning anybody, I'd want to do a deep dive on the details. I would literally be putting people together to say, "Get your magnifying glasses out." And take a very long look at this. It's not to say I won't. It's not to say I'm against him. It's to say when you use the pardon power of a president. I mean, I remember this show mocking Obama for some of the pardons he made. I think political pardons are dangerous, is what I think. Lud, you're on the edge of your chair. Yeah,
0: because I've been, I've been thinking about this quite a bit with this pardon thing, especially the last week or so with all these
1: Are you on the verge of taking a position?
0: Yeah, I always do. Oh, you just always... don't always like it. <laughs> If Trump really thought he had done anything wrong, his nope. lawyers had thought he did anything wrong, why didn't he just blanket pardon himself when he walked out? Remember, I- there was a big deal. Is he going got to pardon himself as he walks out the door.
1: Right. What do you think, Miles Bauer? Well,
2: I mean, you know, that that, that <laughs> is the running theory now, is that if Trump wins, he'll just pardon himself.
0: No, no, forget, the, forget him winning. It, If he really felt there was any crimes committed prior to him leaving office, which is all this is prior, except for the documents at Mar-a-Lago, which we all know is BS. But all the things up till this, January 6th, and all these things they keep compiling, his lawyers would have known, he would have had some assumption. The media kept watching for it. Why didn't he do it if he really felt the law was broken before leaving office? He had the opportunity.
1: We actually talked about it on a couple different episodes before... Um, the inauguration of Biden, mm-hmm. whether he was going to or not, and we debated it, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing.
0: He could have pardoned himself and had nothing yeah. to do with any of this. and He obviously felt, and his lawyers felt, there was no crimes here.
1: So now, Miles, you're the guy that one of the other debates you and I have had for 40-some years, or 30-some anyhow, is over the judiciary. Now, f- forget our views of these charges. Do you have faith that he can get a fair trial in the United States of America, Miles Bauer?
2: I do think it's probably going to end up in the high court. I think that at the initial levels, he's going to be prosecuted because we're talking about New York, Washington, and Fulton County. Right. Not, uh, I, I, I think on appeal, and I hope that the high court comes down very roughly, Right. On these these local DAs that well, are
1: dreaming all this garbage up. Well, they're, they're they're partisan hacks.
0: Well, if he's charged for criminal, can the Supreme Court rule on those? Uh,
1: they certainly yeah. they can, absolutely they can. That goes yeah because because Lud, this is the same thing I told
2: Mike the other day via text. We are talking federal because we're talking <laughs> federal based off of the crimes that are being brought
1: forth. Right.
0: Well, I understand the federal versus state, but they, I thought that would be a civil matter, not these, a criminal these
1: matter. These are all criminal matters. Everything that we're laying on the table now are all criminal. For, for Trump, yeah. yeah. But, Trump. but I'm well, talking we, about
0: the Supreme remember, Court to rule.
2: This, this is the reason why I poured gasoline over my head and lit my head on fire. <laughs> it is, is because this idiot is I mean, saying that I the first, first, first Amendment is against the law.
0: Right. That's the effect of it. So it rule on that law, which then would make this a null.
1: Well, those four. It would make those four null. That still leaves up the mar yeah. uh, FBI or, or secret document issue. And, and by the way, I've been really crystal clear on that point. You can't find a president from FDR forward... And I would suggest before that, but I can document from FDR forward, that didn't take records back and forth, not like a little file like you were leaving sixth grade. Truckloads of files going back. In fact, I listed the the places in in one of our one of our gone by episodes that the various presidents had with the Southern White House, the Western White House. Every single one of them had literally. Truck U-Haul-sized truckloads, heck, it looked like Illinois was leaving, and it was just the various presidents taking records back and forth. Folks, right. if anybody, honestly, left or right, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, every one of them took the records home, you're lying to yourself. It just didn't happen. The, to, to think that everything was returned, that the National Archives, they didn't have their hair on fire with the with a, uh, a garage filled for Vice President Biden. They didn't have it with Clinton. They didn't have... Folks, it gets to the point where you go, stop it. But to Miles's point, that conversation will end up at the federal Supreme Court level. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe SCOTUS will take a dance on that topic before this is done. Um, I, and I think much of it is constitution. It's constitutionality. And it, 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 it's them... In my view, doing what the left always does. They are masters at muddying up the waters. They love to do that. So it's a half a point of votes here, a quarter point there, a tenth a point there. That's how they win is by chipping away at the center and, yes, center-right. So they've got a, roughly 30% of the Republican Party, 70 that are passionately in favor of Trump, 30 not at all because they're tired of the argument. That's how the Democrats win by wearing people down like that. That's what that's what they're doing to me but all you, of know this what? Legal but you know what you you
2: know you know what is spooky and I, and it goes back to what Victor Davis Hansen said is that the uh, Democrats they're so far into Trump derangement syndrome that they're they're dismantling the
1: Constitution brick by brick. They are. he's correct. And Rush Limbaugh said. A tyrannical minority is colluding with elements outside of our nation to bring our republic and our way of life to a screeching halt. Folks, left or right, with me or not, you've got to pause and say what in the world has happened to our culture in the last 15 years. We talk about the United Nations with their ESG initiative. There's a number of things in the mix that are both enemies abroad and enemies within that are colluding. Rush was spot on. Folks, stay with us. We've got to go to a break, but we'll be right back. Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Guys, I want to go in a slightly different direction. Um, This Gavin Newsom running for president, that's a question mark. His fundraising strategy signals White House aspirations. Miles, what do you think about Biden? We've talked about it often. I get it. Everything he's saying and doing suggests he's a candidate. I don't believe it. He would be ending a second term if he could win at 86 years old. And right now he doesn't know whether he's a foot or horseback. Um, what What is your opinion, Miles Bowers? Is Newsom and the Gretsch, are they Democrat candidates? They They might, might well be. I think we've seen
2: recently where they're trying to uh, – pump the vice president up yeah. to be presidential but um,
1: Kamala she just cannot pull it off so from show notes <laughs> this is from the Daily Mail and this their words not mine Democrats are more enthusiastic about Kamala than Biden who is running neck and neck with Trump new polls show worrying signs for the president even though his party is more on board. And I think to myself, truly, and I mean this, and I just, folks, I'm not being a partisan when I say it, but when I look at the Democratic lineup, you've got Newsom that's got the single most exodus state in the union. More people are living, leaving there than not. More people are living on the streets there than in any other state in the union. Think about what I'm saying for a minute. You can't afford to live there. Even if you love the beauty, beauty, beauty and the crazy, crazy far-left fringe fringe politics, you can't afford it. It's like $1,500 for a postage-size apartment rent. The average person just can't get it. So I look at this guy who thinks that's all wonderful, and they think he's a leading candidate. How does that work? Well, Mike... I, I I look the same way at the Wicked Witch of the North. <laughs> Why is she even in the conversation? I listen. I agree. I'm the I'm the guy that was driving down Interstate I ninety six, with my iPhone going. Nobody on the road in any direction, because we were given an order: stay off the road, stay in your house. And I'm yelling, "Ziggy, who put her in office? Yeah. I didn't think she'd have a chance to win anything." And the progressive left love her. Make no mistake, they're dumber than a tray of ice cubes, and they think that she's the smarty smart that saved them from themselves. Think about that for a minute. She saved them from themselves, and they love her for it. Ludwig, what are you thinking?
0: You're talking about two candidates. Right. One of which survived a recall, and was one right. of which is reelected, all post COVID. Right. So voters love it. They are very likely the front runners because there's nothing indicating they they're not. Because recalled and reelected by large margins.
1: Who looks at Michigan, folks? Got to remember, we're broadcasting from Michigan. In fact, let me let me retreat for a moment. We're broadcasting from our flagship station in beautiful Holland of Michigan. On the shores of Lake Michigan, WHTC 1450, 99.7 FM. We've got affiliates all over the country, and a lot of them look at us and go. In fact, our co-host looks at us and says, "What are you still
0: doing there?" <laughs> <laughs> but that same guy's in the Illinois, so he's really got like <laughs> yeah, to, that is true. He's a guy falling hey, in quicksand. Hey, I, going, am, I am not, not
1: proud. No, I am not proud to no, be a citizen of Cook County. We're both living behind
0: the iron block, the iron wall. But you're two I'm, ages, you should be down to Florida anyway. What I
1: don't, you're right about that. By fact, <laughs> Miles and I both agree with you on that. What, yeah. what I don't get, and I mean this honest, folks, it isn't D's and ours? it's not Trump. Skip all of those topics for a minute. Who looks at what these two nitwits have done and says, yeah, I want the entire United States to look like? California that currently has more people living on the streets than any other state in the union and more people leaving it than any other state in the union in Michigan that's really playing a dog and ugly second with Illinois who thinks yes we want to duplicate
0: that success I would say that has been going on for the last 50 years California sets everything who wants that stuff the people who leave California and go to a different state For not having California laws, but think that voting the same way will change it.
1: But we've had that debate on this show, because I was worried about Texas for a long time. And I'm slowly, slowly, slowly being proven right. Mm -hmm. Because the screwballs leave California because they can't afford it there, and it's dangerous. And they go to Texas and vote just like they did when they helped create the screwball government culture they've got in California.
0: I look at it as like the Vikings. They show up. They pillage, use they drugs, and get, get drunk,
1: up. and go screw up cities. Then go
0: screw up the next one.
1: There we go. I, 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 folks. I'm not trying to be mean spirited. I genuinely, intellectually, do not understand how somebody could look at Gretchen Whitmore, and say, "Yeah, we want to duplicate that across all 50 states." I don't know how that thinking works. I don't. But on the other hand, I can't believe Biden won from hiding in the basement. When he can't talk or walk. Who thought that was a good idea? Mr. Plagiarist himself suddenly is up to his own eyeballs in legal drama. And I got to tell you something. I don't know where the center is in America. And somewhere on show notes today. That's uh, me wanting to, we might as well jump into it right now. This, uh, this no, what do they call it? No labels party. Yeah. That, that's trying to combine the center. Miles, who do you think that party would take more from, left or right?
2: Oh, I think it would take from the left. Oh, yeah.
1: And and the the
2: re- reason why I say that, and I've said this on previous shows, if you told me 10 years ago that Bill Maher and I would be on the same
1: page, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have just laughed. Good, good Democrats. And by the way, folks, I've said this when you said that, so we'll do it again. When I ran Renegade River, which was a gun shop, I'd have a lot of Democrats come visit me. Most of them were my age. I'm 62 now. Most of them were retirement age, 55-ish and up. We didn't agree on policy issues. I'm a policy wonk. So we'd get into policy. We'd, You know how I knew they were Democrats? They'd argue with me for an hour and a half, drink free coffee. And I'd always point that out to them. There's proof that you're a Democrat. You're drinking free coffee. Not leave until it's gone. I, I joke a little bit, but listen, we both liked—that group and I both supported the Constitution. We both wanted better for our children and grandchildren. We the same goal, we, just a
0: different path to get We there.
1: weren't all that—we were not. So, yeah, you'd get off into little little debates about what what action, what role should we have in foreign countries. Who should pay for— you know, what does Ben Franklin mean when he said, I'm for doing good to the poor, but I'm not for making them easy in poverty? We'd have those kind of debates, but they were civil. They were respectful. And you can't have that nowadays without a series of vulgar language that ends with somebody trying to figure out a way to cancel you.
0: Only oh, eight years where you couldn't criticize the president and his policies because you'd be considered racist.
1: Oh, well, We were on the air most of that, and we did not hold back.
0: No, but we're very clear. Like, this isn't about the man... Who I'm he is is about the policies, but you couldn't if you openly. Came, how many people were openly called racist because they didn't agree with Obama's border policy or his gun policy? You're racist. That was the, always the first comeback.
1: Right. So you disagree with a with a a, a funding issue, yeah. and you're a racist.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is math.
1: How does differing in math make? Sometimes it gets to the point. And the where same
0: racists who criticize Obama's whatever policy applauded Trump's historically black college universal funding. policy, But that
1: was an attempt at cancel culture. And keep in mind, I've told you all along now, the right now has its own cancel culture. Yeah, it absolutely does. And to me, miles, it goes to your point. To me, it defiles what the first amendment is all about. I passionately defend somebody's right to say things that I disagree with. I don't want to cancel them. I don't want to silence them. I want to meet them in the arena of ideas and I want my ideas and my ideals the
0: to proof, win. The proof is I'm here every week.
1: That's exactly <laughs> true. we got to have the squishy metal here, Miles Bauer. So, <laughs> listen, folks, we've got to go to a break, but we'll be right back. Mike Hewitt here. Our communities, society, and country are strongest when our news sources are impartial, trustworthy, and fair. Sadly, most people see us now as the most divided we've been in many generations. Given those truisms, it's important we understand how our news media changed so much so quickly. Remember when newspapers were sold on every corner and their primary source of revenue was advertisers in their communities? They were center-left, but credible and trustworthy what changed is how they're funded from advertisers selling products and services without taking political positions to subscribers demanding political positions newspapers now write for their subscribers like a newsletter from an issues group that's fine but it's not news center left went fringe left and now the right has its own media serving up its issues this is not the path to a successful future, but it doesn't have to be this way. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You'll like it. Listen, guys, I got to tell you, and I know I bring this topic up on maybe too much, but I think it's critical. I think it's crucial. So, you, Miles, one of your go-to people, Victor Davis Hanson, Dueling Populisms by Victor Davis Hanson, I bring him into the mix and I tie it to the media because both sides, both sides have their own media now. Miles, you and I have mentioned this a few times going back probably six years on the show. I think it's dangerous, folks. So we've got folks that they listen to you and I and Ludwig talk. They don't have a clue what we're talking about. Therefore, we must be lying. That's not true. I've never heard it. On MSNBC. I've never heard that on CNN. I've never read that in the Detroit News snooze, as I affectionately call it. Uh, uh, The New York Times. Folks, folks, it's about money. I've wrestled with this for a long time. Miles, you quoted me when we were somewhere in a debate on the air months ago about me back in the old days saying, don't get mad at your money. And it, it used to be. So when we owned a restaurant together and we advertised, uh, we wouldn't have made our advertisement political. We wanted everybody to buy our hamburgers. I don't care if you're a Democrat, come buy our burger. By the way, our cherry pie is wonderful. And now when I'm watching these advertising agencies and the corporations that that they're representing, when I watch them do screwball, fringe left, not leftist stuff, but fringe left stuff. I go, how does that work for your business model? And it finally dawned on me the reason it works is that if you want to advertise on MSNBC, you're advertising to the fringe left. Mm-hmm. So cur- curve your message that way. If you're putting something into Detroit, New- the Detroit News, by the way, you look at Craig Mauger, their political writer, if you follow him on Twitter or X, whatever it's newly called, he's got four or five conservatives that poke fun at him other than that, it's hundreds of really mean-spirited leftists. I don't blame that on him. He works for the Detroit News. I look to the New York Times and I watch what they do. Remember I said they used to be center-left, and they were. And when the internet came along, they were forced to reconfigure their revenue system before they all went bankrupt because they were right on the ropes. Then they started selling subscriptions. So it would be like if I wanted to join the Sahara Club and all of a sudden I started getting environmental wacko stuff in my mailbox once a month, I wouldn't be surprised that's who they are. And if I buy the New York Times and it's screwball leftist stuff, why would I be surprised? That's who their overwhelming subscription base is. They're effectively writing newsletters, not news. Mm -hmm. Ludwig, am I all wet?
0: No, actually, I just had a uh, discussion with some friends the other day about Whole Foods and how their meat's so much better than... Meyer and some other places, and they're like, oh, we can't go. There's too liberal. I said, no, 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 no. Their CEO is not. I have watched him in some interviews. He's not. Well, some of the things they do, I said, but you got to remember, what is Whole Foods demographic? It's that side of things. So, yeah, they're going to do things within the store that you may not like because they have to because that's their customer base. That doesn't mean the management of the company agrees with it.
1: I got to tell you, though, if I were, old, let's make it 1984. 7 again. If Miles were on, I were out on an old-fashioned ride. What are we going to do? Let's go buy a burger. We wouldn't sit there and have a car-long conversation. What do you think that guy's politics is? Before we whip into the restaurant, what do you think that they're saying politically? Who do you think they voted for? We can't buy a burger from a leftist. I don't... Miles, I don't think that way. Is that because I'm an old boomer? I don't
0: think that way.
2: Now, Mike, when you and I... When
1: we went into Halo, Biggie,
2: we just went into Halo, Biggie. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. It,
0: honestly, a lot of it started with Afghanistan, Iraq War, when companies like Starbucks, went, they didn't support the war, so they wouldn't put a Starbucks on the base. And people started going, wait a second, what does it have to do with supporting the war? It's about the soldier, your American company. Yeah. The soldiers are asking for it. And I, I really think a lot of this can be think traced back I, to that.
1: I think that's part of it. But But I genuinely believe... And I've wrestled with this, folks. I've, you've heard me talk about it on a radio show over the last year at least. I've been really wrestling with what happened to the media. Uh, and I genuinely believe it's follow the money. Mm-hmm. They, they want, they're looking at their revenue stream going, why would I want to write something centrist when the average person reading, not everybody, but the overwhelming average person reading the New York Times is not centrist.
0: Well, as we got more divided, they had to become. I more. think they caused
1: it, and that's the reason it's on show notes today. I look at the media, and they were forced because of the way they're now revenue streamed. They're not selling extra, extra with some kid out on the corner. Yeah, they're not selling newspaper boxes everywhere. They're not getting advertising. They're not charging local dealerships crazy money to show a picture of their 1990 Chevy. So the internet. They're getting their money from subscriptions on the internet. Yeah. And they've got to play to that pool. It's it, but Who's listening to us? We've got some progressives, and I welcome you folks. I do. But I get that the overwhelming people that are listening are not leftists. Yeah. I get that. But, I, but, but listen, we tell you up front... This is commentary. This is our view of the news. I don't do like the Detroit News and end it with, and by the way, this is the news. No, it's not. I've been listening to your opinion for an hour. Don't call it the news when you're done because you didn't do just the facts. You did your, you pontificated.
0: Yeah. There was a car uh, accident. I think that it was the lady's fault.
1: Miles, before we run out of time, tell me what's going on with the uh, grading of the United States it's a lone, lone circumstance. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so, Lud, I I got my
2: backpack on the back of my chair. I got my Surface out. I'm ready to take notes. I want to be prepared for your final exam. <laughs> Help me to better understand why why Fitch would downgrade our credit rating.
0: Well, let's look back to 2011. Standard and Poor's right downgraded us. Yep. So. Your, your, your credit rating is just like your credit score. So, a country is given a triple A rating like us, Luxembourg, Germany, Spain, Canada, because they believe that any bonds you sell are going to be paid back with 99.99% certainty. Well, in 2011, Standard Reporters downgraded us, and it was actually during a debt ceiling debate uh, and a government shutdown. Well, fast forward 12 years later, in Fitch, which, by the way, It's kind of, if you look at the three major credit reporting bureaus, you have TransUnion, Experian, and I can't even remember. Oh, Experia, right? Those are the three. There's only two that we really know, Experian and TransUnion. It's kind of like Fitch. They're like this third party out of five that nobody's really heard of. Standard & Poor's and Moody's are the top two. Now, what's interesting is it took them 12 years to do this, and their reasoning is because of all the debt ceiling debates and overspending. This should have been done 12 years ago. This should have been done a long time ago. and
1: To downgrade our credit. To downgrade rating. our
0: credit. Now, remember this. Standards of Poor's, Moody's, Fitch, all of them, also gave all the mortgage-backed securities AAA bond ratings right. prior to the bubble. So the rating system's kind of laughable. Okay. We own these companies. Moody's and Standards of Poor's and whatever. Now. The Luxembourg is the only country in the world that has a high AAA rating, which means they're all capital letters. Right. And people are like, well, how's that? Because they're backed by gold. Right. So they can supply their right. debt. In assets. Are you
1: saying that Fitch has a problem with our fiat currency that's not worth anything?
0: Absolutely.
1: Do they have shades of, of, <laughs> of the Weimar Republic in their mind?
0: Um, yeah, we're sitting at 30 plus trillion, 2.5 trillion well, in listen, budget deficit this year.
1: As you like to point out, I'm the dinosaur. So when I look at lending like that, I think of the five C's capacity, capital, conditions, collateral, and character. And when I look at it that way, and we're we at 32 trillion, in debt, $2.5 this year to add to the pile. Mm -hmm. And you pause and you go, wait a minute. If folks, if you were, I don't care if you're left or right, if you ran your family the way we ran the country, your credit rating would be in the toilet. They would say, no, you've got a debt ratio crisis. You're not collateralized. And your commitment is clearly questionable. And because you're doing this without any kind of forethought about what's going to take place, that suggests your character ain't real strong either. Miles, we're down to second, so we're going to have to pick this up next week. It's a big topic, and we are going to do a deep dive on it next week. Be safe. We will see you then.